When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Monday, March 20th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians went 2-2 two two over the weekend in exhibition games, uh, split squad games, uh, won and lost on Saturday after uh, taking a game Friday, or uh, losing a game Friday and then uh, winning Sunday night. Uh, the results of these games really don't matter, but the uh, the pitching performances are what we're looking at and and most concerned about, and, and not necessarily concerned when uh, guys like Zach Plesac and Shane Bieber uh, go out there and turn in the performances that that they did. Uh, what do we take away from uh, the weekend, as far as how uh, the Guardians pitching staff performed uh, in their Cactus League games? Yeah, you know, uh, Friday, Friday, Savali uh, goes three, uh, you know, he gets, you know, he go in the seven to one loss to the Reds. He gives up three runs and three and two third innings. Um, you know, he was kind of in and out. He wasn't, he wasn't, it wasn't a disaster. You know, it wasn't, but it wasn't great either. Uh, you know, Chris Antonetti uh, talked to reporters yesterday, said, you know, they, they like his stuff. They think his stuff is back and that his delivery is back. So, you know, they're they're. It sounds like they're they're pretty they're pretty happy with where Savali is right now. Uh, Quantrill, uh, you know, on uh, in one of the split squads against Arizona, got knocked around again. Um, you know, six hits, four runs, three in three innings, gave up two home runs, and that's coming off you know the uh, his uh, start in the WBC where pretty much the same kind of line. So. Uh, uh, you know, I guess there's probably some concern, a little bit of concern there, but they just haven't seen him a lot because, you know, he he, he left uh, for the WBC. Uh, fortunately, you know, Canada gets knocked out early and uh, he, he's backed in there so he can make at least what maybe one or maybe two, one or two more starts before the season opens. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Quantrill, uh, you know, it, it just looked like he he's not fooling anybody, uh, and and or maybe not necessarily not fooling anybody, but his, his stuff isn't as effective as it might have you know necessarily been at one time last year. Uh, when when you rely on your your sinker movement as much as he does, uh, is it just a matter of the the sinker not sinking? Yeah, you know that does. You know the pitching in Arizona does. You know the the ball doesn't move as much. You know pitchers always say that. Maybe he's not getting the kind of action that he wants on it. And maybe you know who knows? He's just working on things. I, you know that's. You know you never know. And uh, you know Antonetti was saying. Uh, you know all these guys are are still. You know working on different parts of their game. And he said in their, you know, next to last start in their next, in their upcoming starts, you know, that hopefully that they put the pieces together and, you know, start getting more on point. Well, it looked like uh, Zach Plesak and, and, and Shane Bieber have, have started to put their, uh, 
their games together a little bit as well as they as they both made what their their fourth uh, starts, their fourth outings uh, this past weekend, and, and both of them, you know, went deep into games. Yeah, Plesak, you know, had his best start of the uh, the spring, six and a third, one run, four Ks against Seattle. He he always seems, you know, he's, he he has a history of pitching well against them, and he did again, uh, you know, Saturday night, uh, and then uh, you know Bieber comes back Sunday against a split squad team from the Rockies and just, you know, really dominated seven innings, four hits, one run, six Ks. He's had a great spring, Joe. I think, you know, what, 16 and two-third innings. He's got like 19 strikeouts. I think he's given up, what, maybe two, three earned runs. Just uh, he's, he's you know, he's ready. So he's he's got one more start. I think that'll come probably Friday. And then he's he's ready for the season opener on March 30th. Yeah, if there's uh, if there was one pitcher on the Guardians roster who's sort of made for uh, built for pitching in the World Baseball Classic, it's Shane Bieber. He always seems to be ready on time and ahead of schedule. Uh, you know, every year he, he just seems to be, uh, you know, on fire at this point. And boy, the you know Team USA could use a a reliable arm like him uh, as as ready and and developed and and set to go. Uh, as they head into the the championship game, we'll we'll, we'll get to World Team USA, you know, later. But boy, wouldn't it be uh, wouldn't it be nice for Team USA to have Shane Bieber in the stable? Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, I'm sure they call the bottom too. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure Re- Chris Antonetti and I'm sure Chris Antonetti hung up the phone immediately. <laughs> And that, that is about that's I think that's the way it worked out too. I, I talked to Tony Regan's the uh, Team USA general manager at the winter meetings, and he said uh, Cleveland was not was not uh, you know would not release any of their uh, pet, pitchers. Now Quantrill obviously went to uh, Team Canada, but uh, I don't think they were getting Beaver. No, that's uh, that's a pretty big ask if you're uh, if you're Team USA. Uh, the we did have a, a bit of injury news over the weekend. Uh, Nick Nick Mikulacic, uh relief pitcher, uh, was throwing in uh, one of the games, I believe, on Saturday, uh, and uh, left the game uh, in between. Uh, after getting an out in in one of the innings, he uh, threw a warm up pitch and then immediately walked off the field. The uh, the Angels announcers said it just looked like he he knew immediately something was wrong. Uh, they're waiting on uh, an MRI from Mikulacic to see uh, just how badly he's hurt. Yeah, uh, Chris Antonetti uh, said yesterday uh, they'll know more in the next 24 to 48 hours and that, you know, he is getting uh, an MRI on there. And, uh, you know, that'll give that'll at least give them, a, you know, a point to start working at. And uh, it's too bad, Joe. He he was having a good spring. And and the way this uh, bullpen is shaking out right now, he had a chance to uh, maybe open the season as one of those, you know, in a, one of those two open spots. Yeah, they liked him because he had a little bit of uh, of late game experience down in Columbus. He had saved, uh, you know, a bunch of games for the Clippers last year and uh you know he he's sort of a a guy who could who could fill multiple roles in a bullpen uh if you if you give him a chance to uh you know depending on how severely he's how 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 long he might be out uh you know that could could play a, a factor and you know uh, obviously there's two spots right now open in the bullpen and uh we're thinking at least one of them could be earmarked for uh the, the big lefty Tim Heron 
the other the other spot. We're we're sort of up in the air with uh, with what they uh, are going to do there. But they did make uh, some some roster moves over the weekend. Uh, kind of give you some idea of where they're going with this. Uh, they they sent down Connor Pilkington, and Pilkington was a guy who you know started a bunch of games uh, for Cleveland last year uh, in in doubleheader situations. So uh, Connor Pilkington, um, was it Cade Smith, uh, Dustin Knight, Caleb Barragar, Philip Deal, and uh, the catcher Brian Lavastida uh, all get sent down uh, to minor league camp over the weekend. Uh, and so the really the the race right now is is going to be. Uh, for you know, two spots in the bullpen, uh, the backup catcher, and we're looking at uh, either an extra utility man or uh, a, an outfield spot, uh, and, and we can get into you know what some of those are. Let's start with the uh, uh, the bullpen uh, situation. As you and I were talking beforehand, uh, you know, candidates could be a guy like Hunter Gaddis, who's going to start today. Uh, Xavier Curry, who's still around, uh, Tuki Toussaint, who's the, the veteran, uh, there, or a, a guy like, uh, a, a Luis Aviedo who might sneak in. Yeah, Joe, they, uh, you know, Antonetti was talking yesterday about how you put the bullpen and the roster together. And he said, uh, he said an interesting thing or just something that struck me. He said that, um, that, you know, you don't necessarily just build a pitching staff with the uh, 10 or 12 or, you know, 12 guys that are pitching the best at the end of camp. It, you know, it, it's important. You want to, uh, you know, so depth is so important. So if you have guys that you think are, are you know, depth options uh, in, in the rotation, you know, a guy like Pilkington, a guy like Gaddis, if you put them in the bullpen for a month, you know, and, and then you turn around and try to stretch them out to be a starter again, you know, you really, you know, you make it hard on the pitcher. You really, you know, open him up to injury. So I think maybe that was one of the reasons they sent Pilkington down. Uh, you know, he, he didn't have a gr- the greatest camp either, uh, but I think they want to keep him, uh, you know, as, a, as an option to, for the rotation because you know we saw last year that you you know you could you you usually use about 10 starters 10 11 12 starters so uh, in a season so you need those guys and you know the, and, and it's going to be interesting hunter gaddis has had a, a really a you know a, a a really good spring but do they do they want to keep him in is he a bullpen guy now or do you want to keep him stretched out is that one of the reasons he's starting against uh, Texas today. So, you know, like you said, Heron, I guess, you know, you, you know, still, you know, came in and got a big out Sunday. Uh, so, you know, maybe he's, he's a true reliever, but what about that open spot, Joe? How do you think they fill it? Yeah. I, I think, uh, Heron gets, gets one of those spots because, uh, Sam Hentges is, is still sidelined with the injury. I think he opens the season on the injured list, uh, along with Cody Morris, who we haven't seen, uh, yet. Uh, and, uh, maybe, a, uh, I, I, again, Tuki Toussaint hasn't had the greatest spring, but maybe that's like, uh, like Antony was saying, you, you keep a guy like that, who's, who's a, a veteran and has bounced back and forth and, you know, has done multiple things, has started and relieved. And, uh, you, you sort of, if he works out, he works out, but if he doesn't, you're not going to, you know, lose sleep over cutting him, uh, once Hentges is ready to come back and take his roster spot. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know, uh, what they do in, in that situation, but I, I think, uh, Heron and, uh, 
and maybe maybe like I said, uh, maybe Toussaint as they they send uh, Curry and Gaddis down to Columbus to to be ready for the, the that first call to come back if they if they need an arm. Yeah, another guy, like you said, Oviedo, kind of a dark horse guy. Maybe Michael Kelly is is a dark horse guy, too. He's given up one run in about six appearances this spring. You know, a guy that, you know, pitched like 10, 12 years in the minors and finally got to the big leagues last year with the Phillies for, a you know, for a for a heartbeat. And, uh, you know, maybe this guy is is a guy that, you know, fills that one spot we're one of those two open spots in the pen until until Hankins comes back or something, you know, and give him a chance. Yeah, the other uh, area that we're we're looking at, and and Antonetti mentioned in his comments, uh, was the utility spot. Uh, right now, it looks like it's down to between, and it has really been between uh, Gabriel Arias and Tyler Freeman pretty much all uh, spring. Uh, and you know, it. it, it Put a gun to my head right now, and if I had to choose, I'd say uh, Arias has that spot pretty much locked up. Uh, does that mean Tyler Freeman uh, begins the season at AAA? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, those both go, both guys uh, have uh, you know kind of similar skill sets. You know, they're they're both uh, you know right-handed hitters. They both uh, you know can play all over the infield. Arias has a little more experience in the outfield, but Freeman has played out there this spring. And uh, Antonetti was saying, you know, when you build a bench and you have guys with similar skill sets, it's, you know, it, it's really hard to uh, find them enough playing time. Now, if you just had one or the other, you know, Freeman or, or Arias, you know, he thought you could find enough at bats to keep them occupied. And then maybe you can, uh, you know, round out the bench with with the guys that complement their skills instead of, you know, going head to head with the with their skill set. So that made it sound like only one of those guys is going to make the club to me, Joe. Yeah, and, and if that's the case, then uh, maybe you you have a couple of options in a guy like a David Fry who can play two corner positions on the infield and catch, or uh, a guy like a Richie Palacios who is a, a versatile outfielder, uh, can also play infield, but uh, is a guy who they like in pinch hitting situations, and a kid who, uh, had, you know, last year showed that he not only you know, can sit on the bench for long stretches, but, you know, while he's on the bench, he's learning and taking in and sort of active in the game. And Tito likes that about him very much is that, you know, he's, you know, even though he's not starting in a game, he's very much active and a part of what's going on. And so when, you know, he, he gets called upon to, to come in and, and hit in a situation, uh, he's, he's, you know, not totally out of the game. Yeah, that's a good point. And, uh, you know, and a big thing is he's on the roster. You know, if you if you uh, if you went with a guy like uh, Roman Quinn, who's had a you know an interesting spring, showed some power early. He uh, you know he's, he's run the bases well. He's stolen bases. He's played a good center field, but he's a non-roster guy. So you'd have to make a move to uh, you know on the forty man. You'd have to drop somebody off the forty man to add him if he makes your club. Yeah, that's uh, another. Uh, concern. You don't. You don't want to make messy. You want to. You want to make it nice and easy. If uh, uh, a guy is is uh, already on the forty man and you don't have to make a move to to get him on your roster, then uh, you you tend to go with the easier path. Uh, Antonetti uh, did have uh, some comments about 
contract extensions. He was asked about that, and uh, he, he, sort of an interesting uh, little cat and mouse play. He he said he was uh, he said he was optimistic. Do you think he's really optimistic about getting something done here with uh, uh, you know guys like Quan or Jimenez or, or anybody like that? Well, I think he's got to be optimistic, Joe, but I think he's also got to be uh, realistic. And uh, you know, as as as, as there's always a as it always is in, in these cases, you know, it takes two to tango, you know, they might want to extend a guy like a Jimenez or, or, you know, obviously Bieber, they've been after him for a number of years or Quan, you know, those are, those are like, you know, uh, perfect guys to try to extend right now. And, uh, but the, the, the player has to be, and his agent have to be willing to do that too. And, you know, that's the hard part. Yeah, uh, Tristan McKenzie, another guy that, that yeah, falls into yeah, that category Tristan. as well. So uh, we'll, we'll see if they're able to get anything done. But uh, let's let's just for a moment, let's just share in Chris Antonetti's uh, joyful optimism as he, <laughs> uh, you know, is is out there and, and uh, getting ready for the season to start. Uh, the other thing uh, that Chris Antonetti mentioned and uh, talked about was the the Bally Sports uh and the the you know diamond sports group and the the whole situation with the bankruptcy and uh how will how will that affect uh you know the the payroll situation how will that affect uh you know what's going to be broadcast and and what uh, fans will be able to see uh any movement there any more further clarity on on uh how fans are going to be able to watch games this year yeah, Joe, I, I think uh, right now, uh, you know, it's business as usual. Uh, you know, when they declared bankruptcy, they said they're going to continue to, uh, you know, honor their contracts. Uh, you know, the, the question is if they, you know, if they uh, back out of a contract with certain teams, then what happens? You know, we've been assured or the Cleveland the Guardians have been assured MLB will step in then. Uh, and uh, the 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 broadcasts will go on as planned, but you know we've got to see that work. We've got to see that in in uh, in uh, you know black and white right before that happens. You know, Antony did say that you know uh, the bankruptcy of uh, you know a Diamond Sports Group would not affect uh, their ability to extend players, and uh, he, he he didn't. And as for the long range. You know implications. You know he he really uh, you know he 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 kind of he, he he really didn't you know come out and say it, yes or no. It said it was kind of just a fluid situation. Yeah, and and that's what we expected to hear. And uh, you know, really, they they're not under any sort of pressure right yet to to sort of make any announcements on that until until we know you know what the the latest on Valley side is in, in terms of how it's going to affect things. So. Uh, we'll, we'll keep our ears open and, and keep watching, but, uh, right now it it's like, like you said, it's a fluid situation. And, uh, as, as long as they're making assurances that, that major league baseball is going to step in, if there's an issue, then, you know, we have to take them at their word for that. Uh, the guardians today, um, traveling to surprise stadium to take on, uh, the Rangers Hunter Gaddis, as we mentioned on the mound, uh, 2.89 ERA, 11 strikeouts for him uh, in his previous outings this spring. Uh, Dane Dunning, a right-hander for Texas, will will uh, will counter for the Rangers. 15 strikeouts for Dunning in uh, a 4.05 ERA, one and one record. Uh, Stephen Kwan, Ahmed Rosario, uh, Jose Ramirez, Josh Naylor, Oscar Gonzalez, Will Brennan in center field. Uh, 
uh, Gabriel Arias at short, and Mike Zanino catching with Tyler Freeman at second base. Uh, that's the lineup for the Guardians. Uh, Med Rosario checking in at, at designated hitter uh, there. So uh, you've got Ramirez hitting 223. You've got Quan hitting, or I'm sorry, at 323. You've got Quan hitting at 344. Uh, Naylor checking in at 286 uh, has has had a, a, a decent spring, I guess. Uh, so the the lineup, uh, you know, has has hit at times and it has hit in places, uh, but we haven't really seen uh, that that offense sort of click like uh, like it was down the stretch last year. Um, you know, is this the week where you sort of want to see the lineup have some connectivity and some some uh some continuity and, and maybe just you know that that idea of uh you know sort of hitting together as a group and instead of just being out there individually working on things in spring training yeah usually you know teams or managers like to kind of play as give the regulars as much playing time as they can in the you know last five six seven days before the season opener and uh you know to uh, let those guys you know get you know really gets you know three four five at bats a game and and just get ready so uh you know it's there's not like there's a lot of uh, you know open competition right now we've talked about it you know the bullpen the backup catcher and, and the u- u- utility infielder so you know it's not like you're you're really uh you know you're conducting tryouts right now you want you want to get your team ready and your hitters ready so you know hopefully we'll see a little more consistency out of the offense yeah you want to get your reporters ready too are you in game shape pointsy we got uh you're heading back out there for the the stretch run uh be on the road tomorrow and uh, you know, bringing us all the action from uh, from Arizona as they they close out camp. Uh, get the reporters ready. It's 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 go time now. Uh, I think we're uh, we're getting close. Uh, all right, uh, we'll look forward to. Uh, I think tomorrow we're going to have a special guest on. Uh, it's travel day for Paul, so uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Dan Hayes from uh, the Athletic. He's a Minnesota Twins beat writer. We're going to talk a little bit of Twins. Uh, and what they did in the offseason and what their outlook is. And we'll be back with Hoinsey uh, from Goodyear on Wednesday. Uh, look forward to it then. All right, Joe. 